Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Wednesday, February 3rd, 2021. Stand up for your country. So you may remember that um, about a week or two ago, I, uh, I was reading a letter and people are always asking me, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do about the state of the country in it? Particularly about the censorship that we are now seeing embraced um, by powerful people in this country, including the social media companies. So I said, well, I think a free speech movement has to begin along the lines of the Tea Party, um, because the only way things are going to change is if the folks, the majority of Americans, get behind something. And uh, right now, progressives have momentum, but they don't have the numbers. The numbers are still in the traditional precincts. But the organization is much better on the progressive side because they have the media. And so uh, I just put that out there. I said I can't lead a movement, um, a free speech movement, because I have a news operation to run, you know, which is worldwide now. And I can't, I just don't have time physically to do it. But if somebody does it, I'll help them out. And somebody has done it. And we will have the information for you. It's a pretty amazing story, I think, and could potentially change the entire direction of the United States of America. So I hope you'll uh, stay tuned for that. It's coming up after our hard news coverage. And we begin that with Super Bowl politics, Super Bowl politics. So this is a fascinating story. And again, you will get it nowhere else. The Super Bowl game is the one event now. There's only one left. The Oscars are gone. The Grammys are gone. There is no unifying event, not even the World Series in baseball, okay, except for the Super Bowl. Everybody in the country pays attention to that game, primarily because of the parties and the social gatherings, which will be muted this year because of COVID. But the Super Bowl cuts across politics. It cuts across all boundaries. And it is a unique slice of Americana. However, it is being politicized. USA Today is a newspaper that will not be in business much longer. It's run by the Gannett Chain, which is a left-wing organization. At one time, USA Today was one of the most influential newspapers in the country. It is now barely hanging on because it went so far left that traditional Americans, they're not going to read this anymore. One of uh, the reporters, a woman named Nancy Armour, got an opportunity to ask Tom Brady a question on Zoom. I think I know what Zoom is, but and here's how that went down. Shannon Sharp said last week that he thinks that you probably would have gotten more criticism for your um, having the hat in the locker in 2015 for Trump um, had you been a black athlete or, or basically that black athletes aren't given as much room um, to weigh in on, on you know, political topics and uh, topics that could be controversial. And I'm just wondering what your thoughts are in response to that. I'm not sure how to you know, respond to you know, hypothetical questions like that. Um, you know, I hope everyone can, you know, uh, we're in this position like I am to, again, try to be the best I could be every day as an athlete, as a player, as a person in my community, for my team and so forth. So, um, 
yeah, not sure what else. Now, I can read uh, Mr. Brady's mind. He goes, that's one of the dumbest questions I have ever heard in my life. And it was asked just to provoke. I mean, can you imagine a woman saying, and I don't know whether Shannon Sharp, he is a former football player, is on TV. I don't know whether he said that black athletes aren't given as much room to weigh in on political topics. Does the name LeBron James mean anything? How about Colin Kaepernick? I mean, it's just absurd in the extreme. And the only reason that Mr. Brady was put in that position is because he had a hat in his locker, all right, a MAGA hat signed by President Trump. Now, Brady knows Trump because they play golf together uh, on occasion. As hundreds of people do. But because Trump is so loathed by USA Today and 95% of the corporate media, that anybody with any association to Donald Trump is going to get it right between the eyes. And that's what Nancy Armour tried to do in a back-channel way, injecting race absurdly. Now, I thought Brady handled it very, very well. If it were me, you know what I would have done. Are you kidding me, lady, with that question? And then I would have explained what it was designed to do, embarrass Brady, and how fallacious it was that black athletes don't have a forum for political views. I mean, you know, do you live in Burma? Come on. But I wanted to bring that to your attention because the world of sports should be apolitical. Now, ESPN has destroyed Disney has allowed ESPN to destroy the most powerful franchise, sports franchise in the world, by being political. It's destroyed, all right? But it still happens. Now, ABC News, they uh, weighed in on the Super Bowl in politics um, by saying, quote, Brady and Belichick, that's the New England Patriot coach that Brady used to work for, probably the greatest quarterback coach duo in the NFL, will forever be MAGA-branded. Why? Why? I, you know, why is that even in play, ABC News? Um, ESPN. As the nation's 46th president, Biden's sentimental view of athletics and his promise to steer the nation away from political division should put him in a position to repair the strained relationship between the White House and much of the sports world. It's just absurd. It's dishonest. But it happens all the time, everywhere, not just in sports. But because the Super Bowl is so prominent that these reporters use the game to hammer Trump. That's what they're doing. Okay, um, I have another comment on uh, the Super Bowl and politics at the end. uh, Joe Biden has granted an interview with to the CBS reporter Nora O'Donnell because CBS is carrying a game. And um, I have some suggestions for Ms. O'Donnell, very respectfully. (laughs) That's in the final thought. Now, have you ever heard of the Minnesota Freedom Fund? I bet you haven't. This is a really good story. So after the death of George Floyd, the Minnesota Freedom Fund popped up. All right. And More than 900,000 people have donated $30 million to the Freedom Fund. What's the money used for? To bail out protesters who have been imprisoned 
for destroying stuff or hurting people. Because the only way you get in prison. Now, Kamala Harris tweeted on June 1st, 2020, quote, if you're able to chip in now to the Minnesota Freedom Fund to help post bail for those protesting on the ground in Minnesota. All right, that was Vice President Harris. She's all for the Minnesota Freedom Fund. Okay, so I would never give them a nickel, but if you do, I wouldn't think you were a bad person. Your sentiments may lie elsewhere. However, you should know this. One of the guys bailed out by the $30 million that have been donated is named Thomas Mosley. Thomas Mosley. He's been arrested three times. Okay? Number one, October 15, 2020, last year, police found a semi-automatic handgun in his waistband along with three handguns, a shotgun, and a semi-automatic rifle, as well as a panel for stopping bullets, a gas mask, and 50 bullets in his home. So he's arrested. All right? Those are felonies, big-time felonies. All right? Um, two months later, Mosley arrested again for rioting in Minneapolis. That means he was destroying stuff. In both cases, the Minnesota Freedom Fund bailed him out. It's two now. Now we have a third just this week. Uh, last week. Last week. Um, he was arrested for possession of a controlled substance, pot, cocaine, mushrooms. All right. This is three times. And he had a gun. Possession of a firearm with him when he had the drugs on him. This is three times now. His bail $250,000 because this guy has been such a problem. In six months. Now, you may know that there is a congresswoman named Cori Bush from Missouri who is demanding that all legislators who called for decertifying the electoral vote be thrown out of Congress. Okay, of course, that's blatantly unconstitutional. It'll never happen. But that's what Cori Bush wants. All right. She's considered to be a member of the squad. So she wants to throw them out if they wouldn't certify or oppose certification of the electoral vote. They all have to be thrown out, not by voters, by Cori Bush. Okay, so who's back in this play? Could it be the Black Lives Matter global organization? Yes, yes, they're behind it. Somebody tell LeBron James and all the NBA and NFL players with Black Lives Matter on their helmets, on their uniforms, whatever. They're behind it. Black Lives Matter global organization. So they say that if you did not support the certification of the electoral vote, you're a racist. Quote, Black Lives Matter website. It is not enough to denounce the white supremacy behind the attack. We must remove its endorsers from Congress. That's why we're supporting Representative Cory Bush's resolution, which would investigate and expel the Republican members of Congress who attempted to overturn the election and incited a white supremacist attack. So the Capitol insurrection, invasion, is a white supremacist attack. Did you know that? Yeah. 
That's how it's been branded now. Okay? Now, some idiot had a Confederate flag. You'll remember that. That guy's going to go to prison. Not for the flag, for breaking into the Capitol. So, you know, these jerks who did the damage at the Capitol, they allowed Black Lives Matter to open this door, which, of course, they gleefully did. Elizabeth Warren. So I'm running all this down, and there's a reason I'm reporting the stories in this order. How crazy the progressive movement is now, and destructive and dangerous. So let's get back. Put Liz's picture up there, okay? Elizabeth Warren, senator from um, Massachusetts. So she is now uh, initiating a wealth tax law, okay? So the wealth tax would apply to those with more than $50 million in assets, not in cash, all right? This includes homes, inheritances, land someplace, investments that have not been uh, cashed in, 50 million in assets. So Elizabeth Warren wants the government to seize 2% of whatever people have, more than 50 million in assets, every year. So the government will come to my house, all right, assuming I had that asset level, with little guys who come in, they look around, okay, how many cars does O'Reilly have? Well, he has some presidential documents, he's got a house here, uh, he's got some investments. Take a look at that investment portfolio. Let's see what you were invested in. Um, did you have any money from your parents? Did they leave you any money? You know, so this is what Elizabeth Warren wants. And, and this isn't any new thing. Sanders and, and Warren have been pouting this for years. But now it's going to be an official uh, proposal that will be voted upon. I assume Schumer is not going to stop it. Biden is not going to stop it. Pelosi will love it. Even though Pelosi falls into that category, Biden and Schumer don't. Okay, so this is a seizure of private property. What political doctrine espouses a seizure of private property? Might it be communism? Communism is different from socialism. Socialism doesn't say we'll seize private property. It says we'll regulate the economy and we'll put your taxes as high as we can, but we're not going to take stuff that you bought with post-tax dollars. Communism says, yeah, we're going to take anything we want. It'll start at 2%, but it'll go higher. In fact, in Ms. Warren's bill, if you're a billionaire, then you pay 6%. Okay? Now, here where I live in New York, they already have estate taxes. Federal government has estate taxes. So if I die, I got to fork over money to the federal government because I'm dead. And they come in and they take money that would go to my kids or anybody else I wanted or my charitable foundation. Okay, they're taking it. That's a seizure, but I'm dead. So I can't sue. And that's how they get away with it. So we looked uh, to the Constitution, because that's how uh, this will be attacked, this wealth tax. And we found a case, June, June 28, 1993, Austin versus the United States. A guy named Richard Lyle Austin was indicted for violating South Dakota's drug laws. He's a pusher, a dealer, okay? So the state seized homes and other property from 
Richard Lyle Austin. He sued, and the Supreme Court found that the Eighth Amendment clause, barring excessive fines, requires that there must be some relationship between the gravity of an offense and property that is seized. So the Supreme Court says you can't seize property if it goes beyond punishing a convicted criminal. You can't do that. Now, what about people who haven't committed any crimes? You, you, the government cannot seize your property. So this is clearly unconstitutional. It will never happen. If it doesn't happen, if it would happen, I'd have to move out of the country. And then the IRS would be chasing me, and I'd have to do all this stuff. But I'm not going to do that. I am not. Okay, Chicago. Lori Lightfoot. Is she worse than Bill de Blasio in New York? It's close. This woman is so incompetent. It's staggering. You all know about the Chicago murder rate, and these are all poor minority people being gunned down, and it's been going on for a decade. And nobody, no liberal politician, the idiot governor of Illinois, Pritzker, probably the worst governor in the country, hasn't, doesn't care. I mean, you saw all the demonstrations about George Floyd's death, and I didn't mind that. That man never should have died that way. But have there been one demonstration for all the thousands of poor people gunned down in Chicago? Has there been one? Okay, so the Chicago public school teachers won't go back to work. They're just refusing to go back because COVID. But the Catholic school teachers, they're back and have been back for months. And there hasn't been any problem. But the teachers union in Chicago is saying, hey, we're not going to, we're not going back. Now, at first, Lori Life said, hey, you better go back. But now she's afraid. She doesn't know what to do. So she says, quote, go. So look, this is a, a very difficult situation. Um, and we're in it still uh, because of the incompetence of the previous administration. So I think it's important for both sides to come to the table in good faith, recognize uh, that we're both work, trying to work through a very challenging situation, but we must get a deal done. Okay, so that was on CNN. Allison Camerata was the interviewer. Now, anybody? A high school journalist would have said, wait, 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 you're blaming the Trump administration because the teachers union won't go back to work defying your orders. You're blaming President Trump for that. It's so insanely. St- yeah. Doesn't say a word. Doesn't say a word. So now the mayor of Chicago says this isn't my fault. It's not the teachers union fault that they won't go back, even though we've ordered them back. It's Trump's fault. <laughs> now, I don't know Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida. I have never met him. I don't know if he's a good guy or a bad guy. I don't know. But for the rest of my life, I will respect Governor DeSantis for taking on social media censorship. Let's start with a new law that is proposed in Florida. Go. 
what we're allowing people to do is bring civil suits under the Florida Deceptive and Unfair Trade Practices Statute and Anti-Fraud Statute, and also allowing the state attorney general to do that as well if big tech is not applying their terms of service in a, in a coherent and principled way, which they almost never do. So the law in Florida, this is a proposal, I think it will pass, would prohibit companies from suspending the account of a political candidate and be subject to a fine of $100,000 each day if a statewide candidate, that means a senator, that means a president, that means um, at that level, is blocked on social media, or $10,000 a day for other office seekers. So that means if Donald Trump ran again and his Twitter account was blocked, the state of Florida would fine Twitter $100,000 a day if this law passes. Also, the proposal would allow consumers to sue if they've been treated unfairly themselves, censored themselves, and would authorize the state attorney general to take on the country's largest tech companies because of anti-competitive practices. So they booted Parler off. The people who did that could be sued in the state of Florida. Social media companies would be required to reveal how they become aware of any content they censor. So Media Matters and the other far-left organizations that are secretly behind all the censorship would be exposed. Now, this law is just lights out. Just lights out. This is the way to do it. And I hope every other state in the union follows. But, of course, the blue states won't because they like the censorship, because it all goes their way. Now, getting back to my opening remarks. So I said the way to fight censorship and the unfair media and all of that is for the people, all right, to band together and tell sponsors who bail out of certain programs because of allegations we're not going to buy your stuff. We, the five, six million people that are in the free speech movement. So if you get out of a certain cable network or a show or the no spin news or whatever, we're going to expose that. And then we're not going to call for a boycott because I don't think boycotts are the way to go. But we in the movement are not going to buy what you do, what you sell. The power in this country is with the people. The people just don't know it. They don't know it. It's not CNN or NBC or Fox that has the power. It's you. And you're seeing it right before your eyes because the ratings on all television news operations are collapsing. Because the shows are largely boring and you're not learning anything and you're not getting honest information. That's why. Okay, so I got a letter uh, from a BillOReilly.com concierge member named Richard Salazar Jr. He lives in Henderson, Nevada. He's the president and founder of Rich Communications. And he says, look, I would like to be involved in putting this free speech movement together. And Mr. Salazar joins us now from Nevada. So first of all, you're a patriot. Congratulations for getting involved. I have Thank a series you. of simple questions because, as you know, I'm a simple man. Sure. What is your vision? 
for the free speech movement. So, Bill, we want to ensure that uh, the protection for every American to speak freely is there. So basically, we want to cancel the cancel culture. Now, the goal for our movement is to promote political candidates who support free speech. Uh, we want to expose corporations who, uh, who want to cancel out voices that they don't necessarily agree with. Uh, we want to organize peaceful uh, protests and rallies wherever we need to in order to get our message out. Um, and so our goal is to attract uh, a minimum of 500,000 followers by the end of this year who are in support of our message. And hopefully by 2023, we have close to 10 million followers. Now, unfortunately, it's, you know, it's mostly the right now, the far left progressive groups that are wanting to shut down free speech. And the problem with that is this small slice of the far left pie happens to own the loudest megaphones in this country. Now, they haven't always been this way, Bill. Uh, during the 60s, uh, prior to my arrival on Earth, uh, there was a free speech movement uh, at UC Berkeley that demanded the right to demonstrate uh, politically on campus. Sure, and that was the Vietnam era, the, you know, of course. And the ACLU yep. have been very quiet. They built their right. whole organization on freedom of speech. Now, you have yep. a pretty so, nifty logo already. Put the logo yep. up there. This caught my attention. Nice logo. Uh, how can individual Americans watching tonight, listening on the radio tonight. Richard, how can they participate in the free speech movement right now? Sure, so here's where we are now, Bill. We're actually uh, in the process as we speak of uh, creating promotional videos. We've got uh, some endorsements lined up. We're doing some website creation. Uh, we're going to be on the website, we'll be having uh, will be uh, there'll be articles, there'll be podcasts, there'll be uh, merchandise, and a lot more going on. And we're going to charge a $25 annual membership uh, to be a part of that. And so we're also uh, getting our social media in place, where uh, we have a a financial accountability team that we're putting in place, uh, and we're doing that because uh, we have uh, we set up a GoFund a GoFundMe account. Uh, it's called the Free Speech Movement 2021. The Free Speech Movement 2021. And our goal is to raise $100,000 within the next 30 days to help us cover uh, our startup costs. And All right, so, so that, is, that is the way to reach you through this GoFundMe thing. Do you have a website up and running yet that people can go to or is that still in development? So that's in development, but where people okay. can go, if they want to reach out to us, they can go to the free speech movement at gmail.com. They can write us there, the free speech movement at gmail.com. And okay. uh, we'll reach out to them and we'll uh, point them in the right direction as to how they can be a part. All right. Now I'm going to give you some advice, Richard. Sure. Okay. Okay. Number one, can't have any hate stuff. Okay. Absolutely. Just can't, you know, yep. even though you believe in free speech, 
and your whole um, organization is free speech movement. Can't have defamation. You can't have Nancy Pelosi is this or so and so is that or Mark Zuckerberg is this. Can't do that. All right. You've got to keep it a fact based display and a fact based um, interaction with the people, because once you get into the zone where you want to hurt somebody, all right, personally hurt them, then you're going to have all kinds of problems. That's not to say that once you get up and running, you can't say this company is doing this to inhibit free speech. You can. That's not hatred. That's reporting. So you need to put together a solid crew of ex-journalists or journalists that are working now in Nevada who can you see, all right, that everything is presented in a fact-based way and that the vitriol that the far left and the progressives use is not used against you. The second thing is that you need to have a marketing plan. So we have you on because you're a concierge member of BillOReilly.com and we know you're a good guy. But you need to get on Fox News. That's number one. That's the big one. You need to get on Limbaugh. You need to get on Newsmax, OAN, all of these organizations that they themselves are experiencing censorship, that they're being attacked. And you need to make them aware of your presence quickly. If you do that, you will reach your goal and then tenfold. Because I believe Americans are hungry for free speech movement. They want to be part of it. 25 bucks a year is certainly, certainly not. I mean, you know, I spend that on Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> it's not prohibitive. You're smart to keep it in the range. And if people want to help you with more, the GoFundMe opportunity is there. So does that make sense to you, the advice I've just given? Absolutely, Bill. And we're going to run with that. And we've already had conversations with the people that are closely involved with us now that, um, you know, our responsibility is to stay center and to support everybody. You know, Bill, if uh, if for some reason Twitter decided to turn on Speaker Pelosi, well, we're going to be out there defending Speaker Pelosi. There you uh, go. Just like we're going. That's right. Right. So yeah. perfect. That's what you do. Now, when your marketing people approach the individual shows and, and tell them what you're doing, if anybody turns you down, then you come and tell me. <laughs> so we'll put a little extra pressure on them that way. And I'll okay. maybe have a private conversation or two. But I think you're going to do very well, Richard. Just be very methodical and disciplined where, as I said, you're a patriot. You're absolutely a patriot. This is desperately needed, the free speech movement in the United States. And we'll check in with you, you know, every few weeks to see how it's going, okay? We appreciate the opportunity, Bill. Thank you so much. Okay. Semper Fi, stay strong. California. Uh, poll, 10,000 Californians taken by the University of California about Gavin Newsom. Do you approve or disapprove of the way Governor Newsom's handling his job? All right. Approve. 46% disapprove, 48 is a Democratic governor with a lot of hair moose. The guy's popular there. He's now below the line of demarcation. But here's the most important question. Um, if there is a special recall election of Governor Newsom, would you vote to recall 36%, not recall 45%, undecided 19%? The undecided number is big. That's a big number. Now, 
the recall petition is going to get the 150,000 signatures because right now they have 1.3 million in California. All right. So there are only 200,000 away. They're get them and they got to get them by St. Patrick's Day, March 17th. Uh, 84 percent of the signatures submitted uh, have been validated by the secretary of state. So that means a clean operation. So Newsom's going to be recalled if that happens. And I believe it will. The state of California has between 60 and 80 days to have a special election. You remember Gray Davis, governor of California, was recalled by the voters. And who took his place? Arnold Schwarzenegger. So this is happening in the bluest of blue states, California. And the reason it's happening is because Newsom went to that restaurant. When he locked down all the other restaurants, he went to that place in Napa with no mask. That killed him. DePaul University in Chicago, the largest Catholic university in the country. The Black Student Union is demanding, demanding safe spaces where only blacks can go on campus. So if you're white, if you're Asian, you can't go. Only blacks. Now, that is a violation of Title VI of the Civil Rights Act. It's a direct violation. Okay, it's a federal violation. Now, the DePaul administration is weak. They don't know what to do. Um, So they say, quote, uh, this is the executive director of news at DePaul. Um, College officials became aware of the Black Student Union's letter and are looking to coordinate a meeting to discuss the concerns further. I'm Dean there. I'm the president of that university. I'm saying you're violating federal law. Black Student Union will listen to your grievances, but you're not doing it. And if you don't like it, transfer. Cancel Culture, Boston University, student newspaper, the Daily Free Press, where I started my journalism career. Started there on the Daily Free Press. I had a blast. It was the greatest experience. I was a columnist there. Now the newspaper is demanding that a food truck that sells Chick-fil-A be shunned and kicked off campus because the CEO of Chick-fil-A, Dan Cathy, doesn't believe in gay marriage. So I gave the Daily Free Press a lot of money to keep it running. I was a mistake. As you know, there are a lot of families that are arguing about politics and estranged and angry and all of that. Well, a friend of mine named Jill Brook has a website, flowerpowerdaily.com, flowerpowerdaily.com. And for Valentine's Day, she has a special promotion that will help heal political families who are having angst. So if you have a family or somebody in your family, and you're estranged, go to flowerpowerdaily.com, and Jill will tell you how to make it all right. This day in history, February 3rd, 2002, the New England Patriots won their first Super Bowl 19 years ago. Quarterback Tom Brady, 24 years old. Brady is now playing in his 10th Super Bowl on Sunday, 43 years old. But way back when... The Pats beat the St. Louis Rams 20-17. to 17. 
Brady was named the MVP. He has been named the MVP of the Super Bowl four times, and he has won six Super Bowls. This could be the seventh on Sunday, this day in history. Okay. Quick break, back with some mail, and then a final thought about President Biden's Super Bowl interview. Hey, guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. All right, let's get to mail. Steve on the message board. How's that? I'm going to give Biden a chance working out for you, Bill. Hey, Steve, I'm way ahead of you. I already addressed that. I'm glad I gave the man a chance. All right? Buddy screwed up. Message of the day. Today. Read it. Absorb it. Live it. But I'm happy I gave him a chance. But he blew it. John, concierge member, uh, access to me. Yes, you get free stuff onto socialism, but if these idiots did a little research, they would find out you don't get very much. Is that what people really want? They don't know what they want. They just want, they want justice, social justice. Lisa, concierge member, communism, not socialism, is where the Biden agenda is heading. Guaranteed income, housing, health care, and on and on. And I come from having all of that in the Soviet Union. Lisa is an immigrant to the United States, legally. Let me tell you, people's souls were sold to the devil in Russia. There you go. Melvin, wow, did you, present, did you ever present so much information? I have a full tablet of notes after last night's No Spin News. You're very smart, Melvin, for taking notes on this broadcast. We give a lot of stuff coming at you, important stuff. George uh, Petroliak, Largo, Florida. Why is there virtually no information from the Capitol Police officer who shot and killed Ashley Babbitt? I understand not a peep from the left, but I'm not getting anything. The officer who shot uh, Miss Babbitt, and we lament the loss of life there, will not be charged. Ms. Babbitt was trying to break into the Capitol, and deadly force is allowed to be used. Laureen Fitzharris, Wake Forest, North Carolina. Though regarding the decline of viewer ratings for Fox News and other conservative news outlets, it seems this is due to the depressing state of the nation and the news agencies reporting on it. Look, all of the conservative channels are going down in the ratings, all of them, because there's no more Trump. But all the liberal stations are going down faster because there's no more Trump. For four years, the president was a star of the show and there is no more star. Bottom line, much of television news is boring. Scott Prezak, Woodruff, South Carolina. I used to watch Walter Cronkite every night. It was a pleasure. Now I watch the No Spin News and it's equally a pleasure. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate that. 
Um, let's see. Da, da, da. Martin Blasick, Cortland, Ohio. It's okay to sound like a know-it-all, Bill, if you actually do know it all. <laughs> I don't know it all. I know my limitations, but thank you. And Michael Vredro, Sunnyside, New York. Thanks for the free copy of Killing Crazy Horse Bill. Michael became a premium member or read up. Get a free copy of Killing Crazy Horse, an excellent book. Killing the Mob coming out in early May. If you order that in advance, you get 50% off Killing Crazy Horse. Great deal. Or the United States of Trump. A concierge membership, check it out. I think you really, really like it. It's worth the extra, a little extra money. Word of the day when writing to us, not be a naughty, N-O-D-D-Y. Great word, nobody knows what it means. Do not be a naughty. Okay, back with a final thought on the Super Bowl interview with Joe Biden. Who was there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The foundations in the line of duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Dozens of golf outings and barbecues. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Okay, so as you know uh, or may know, I have done a number of Super Bowl interviews in my career. We're going to have a little montage tomorrow of them, uh, bring back some memories. And I hope Nora O'Donnell, the CBS newswoman, will watch that because she has a big opportunity to interview Joe Biden about a bunch of good stuff on Sunday. Not a puff interview. Mine were not puffs. They weren't puffs at all. So I hope CBS does what it should do in the Super Bowl interview with Joe Biden. We will see, and we'll have that special feature for you tomorrow.